0: Welcome to the Saturday Night Live After Party. This week, we'll be discussing Season 46, Episode 2 of SNL, with host Bill Burr and pinch-hitting musical guest Jack White. I'm Katherine Coleman, and I'm joined this week by Steve Finn and John Merck. If you'd like to connect with any of us, you can do so at snlpodcast.com. Enjoy these selected highlights from this week's discussion if you'd like to watch our full-length, ad-free, sketch-by-sketch review, you can find it exclusively on Patreon and Subscribestar at forward slash Podcast. It's our supporters who make this show possible. We're so thankful to everyone who's already come on board. All right, here we go. So this is already proving to be a somewhat controversial episode. We had a big internet push to uh, replace the musical guest because he wasn't taking the COVID (laughs) seriously. Then we had a hot button monologue from Bill Burr. Mm -hmm. It's uh, definitely being talked about.
1: See, I've been out of the loop. I've been doing family stuff all weekend. uh, So I have not been on the Twitters. I have not checked the news. So, uh, I knew about, obviously, the musical guest replacement and, and all the fun surrounding that. But I, I didn't know how Bill Burr's monologue landed. So I'm going to be excited to get into that unless, you know, we want to just tackle that right out of the gate.
0: <laughs> Plowing ahead. Let's, let's talk. Uh, let's talk
1: white women here, shall we? <laughs> let's talk white women. White women, you're amazing, amazing your accomplishments over the last few years. I got to tell you, the way white women somehow hijack
0: the woke movement, Generals around the world should be analyzing this. let's move on just to refresh your memory to the monologue where Bill Burr towed that line of what's acceptable like he always does. <laughs> John, what'd you think
1: I liked it um it's It's interesting to be able to contrast this with what Chris Rock did last week, which I felt was a lot more tepid and felt a little shakier as far as you know how tightly crafted the jokes were, and even the subject matter just felt more heavy handed last week. I like Bill Burr's ability. He he does what Louis CK did when he came on SNL and that's intentionally try and lose the audience so that when you actually get to the point, you kind of pull them back in because you say something that they're uneasy about and they're like, oh no, I can't go. I can't get on board with this. I can't go down this path with you. And then he explains why he's saying such, uh, you know, inappropriate things. Like the point that he's trying to make is usually sort of something you can get on board with. Once he's done making it, but for the whole rest of the time, you're just sort of squirming in your seat. And I really enjoy that kind of comedy where they, they try and pull you down the road with them and, and see how far you'll come before you totally check out of it. And, uh, I, I felt that he did walk that line pretty good. I, I got a few solid laughs out of it. And, uh, by the end of it, I was glad that they, they pulled him into do SNL because I, I felt like he did what he does. He didn't water it down so much that it felt like, uh he was sort of beholden to higher powers to kind of do a milk toast version of a stand up. It felt pretty true to what he does and uh yeah. i but, and I thought that he was smart too in in the material that he touched on he didn't he didn't go into some super risky territory. he just kind of knew what would work for an s n l audience and i don't know it worked for me I thought it was pretty darn good
0: yeah so i was uh <laughs> i was i was laughing more than I was not laughing
1: good, so what's well, the start
0: i I liked it. But I just, I find that kind of like comedy and that whole approach to just be so needlessly exhausting. Hmm. Um, it's fun for like two jokes in a set. And then I'm like, can we not? Um, I don't want to play this game with you. Hmm. Um, and so, but that said, I mean, Bill Burr, it really does it pretty masterfully. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I felt like he went a little too far in the monologue. I don't feel like he always saved it. Hmm. Um, Was
1: there any joke in particular where you're like, "Nope, I'm done with this one. I'll pick you back up on the next joke." Like, where uh, where did you check out?
0: I he lost me on uh, gay pride versus being enslaved. The month of June
1: is Gay Pride Month. That's a little long, don't you think? (laughs) For a group of people that were never enslaved. (laughs) But that's so. This is this is perfect because this is exactly where. I feel like it's it's kind of a masterclass in that. Let me say something that is so obviously wrong that I'm challenging people to check out and not be willing to hear the punchline. Because when he gets to the punchline, he's really just advocating for black people to not even get like second fiddle to gay people. He's saying like, it's not about gay people not deserving their month of pride, but let's let, you know, let's not. Uh, leave the black people with February, which everyone can agree is just the worst month ever. So it, right. if if you take, if you're willing again, if you're willing to go down that road with him, by the time you get to the punchline, you realize, oh yeah, it's not really like trashing gay people. He's just challenging you to be willing to wait for where he's going with it. And right. that, that to me is so much fun, but I totally get why you're squirming the whole way there.
0: Yeah, I mean, I get like, I got the joke. Like, But the whole like February Black History Month, like that's not a very original joke. Um,
1: No, but to use it, but to use it as a way to really put people on edge of like, wait a minute, mm -hmm. am I, am I going to have to start booing this guy like to, I don't know, there's something a little bit fearless about doing that in Studio 8H.
0: Fearless is a good word for yeah. yeah, (laughs) Uh, So I think this is going to kind of speak to my next thing, which is like the white woman joke. Mm. which when Michelle Wolf did it in her Netflix special, I loved it. Hilarious, great content coming from a white dude. That's just kind of mad at me for not taking as much of a fall as he is. It's not quite as good to me. Um, and I know that's going to kind of get into this whole, like, well, I can't say anything sort of debate, but that it's just like, not quite what it is. Uh, So like, I think there's something to be said for maybe the gay pride joke coming from someone else. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think it was necessarily a terrible joke. Just like the white woman punchline was really good about like, sit here with me and take it. Yeah. Like that Ultimately, he won me back over. It was funny. It's what he does. Um But again, I just I don't know. I just find the whole thing so exhausting and tiring and I just don't want to play the
1: game. Sure.
0: I guess that's ultimately what it comes down to.
1: Do we want to give Steve a chance to chime in before we? Yeah, do I have to raise my my hand to
2: get (laughs) it? Yes, uh, you, Steven. Oh, thank you. Uh, I think you are all doing just what Bill Burr wants you to do. This this whole polarizing dialogue that's taking place right now. uh, I'll just say it. You're letting Bill Burr win right now. You're letting him win. This is what he wants you to do.
0: But that's psychotic. Um <laughs> just saying. Sure.
2: But I mean you're not wrong. I I I guess I got to get off social media because I was under the impression that you just would not be seeing this on television anymore at any time of day. Mm-hmm. Like I just didn't think shows were going to go there anymore. And like I I get what John is saying. It's it, it makes you squirm until you get the point and you come back around and all that, uh, but I just didn't think audiences these days had it in them to 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 have that okay let's hear them out attitude, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. and I don't know maybe that is the case. Like obviously there are people taking to Twitter and and whatnot to to say that was in poor taste, and and there are others that are not. You know it's it's pretty split down the middle uh but yeah even like when he started to turn on white women i was like whoa okay you know there was a we don't like that the starbucks (laughs) down the road from me just burst into flames in that moment uh this was uh (laughs) i i i feel like i should just you know uh respect the the bravery to to go out there and say that because you know you're going to get chewed out Mm -hmm. like even if if it's generally well received there are going to be people that uh don't take this kind of humor well and yeah it's it's not for some and it and other people enjoy it and i am just intrigued by the fact that snl is still willing to put that controversial material uh on air
0: yeah yeah so some of like what kind of sucks for bill burr is like his fans can be so obnoxious and terrible about it right so like if if i say i don't like a bill burr joke like a lot of them are just like oh you're just triggered you're offended and i'm like well that's actually not quite it um but also like so like i think his fans don't necessarily do the best job of um defending him or promoting him
2: well bill burr fans are not bill burr
0: yeah (laughs) Uh, has a very
2: special talent and (laughs) yeah you 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 really got to be good at what you do to to even attempt to do this and not look like a total pig Mm
0: -hmm. yeah and i mean and he is good at it like i said i mean he does it masterfully and it's definitely uh a well like a crafted thing that is i i probably wouldn't be able to do it probably i definitely wouldn't be able to do it um so for for that i mean yeah and that's what he does and he does it really well It's just not necessarily for me.
1: (laughs) Fair enough. My, my only other thought on the value of giving Bill Burr airtime on SNL is I feel like culture tends to sometimes swing a little too far in any one direction. You know, like we've had eras where conservative values have been overbearing to the point where they stifle culture. And create mm-hmm. serious problems in society, and then things can swing the pendulum can go to the other side, and it can go too far to the point where uh, progressive ideals start to stifle culture yeah. and creativity and art and it's They're when left the
2: right take turns with, exactly with cancel culture
1: sure, and it's often best when the pendulum is swinging and it's getting to one of those extremes that you have someone challenge people to ask themselves, is it really such a terrible thing for us to be able to goof on some of this stuff? Like, do we really have to take all of this so seriously and assume that it's something that needs to be offensive and something that needs to be divisive? Because ultimately what happens is when people invest in the ideas that there is so much separating us and so much, you know, terrible things between us that are just irreconcilable, eventually Culture gets to a point where people start rioting, yeah. and sometimes I think it's almost, and I don't want to just like, you know, uh, read way too much importance into comedy, but sometimes I think it's important for comedy or art or whatever it is to challenge people to ask themselves, do we really need to look at things in such stark black and r- black and white, good, bad, evil you know, verse righteousness terms, or is there a chance to just be a little bit human and pull back and laugh together? Mm -hmm. And as much as people might say that Bill Burr is divisive, I think that challenging the extremes of culture on either side often actually tempers things and leads to a bit more progress than the extremes will offer. So I feel that seeing this on SNL is actually a little bit reassuring to me that, you know, there, there's still some pockets of culture that can offer that critique and that challenge and just try and ask us, you know, what do we really need to be focused on and what really needs to divide us? And um, I don't know. I don't think that Bill Burr shooting that high, but I'd like <laughs> to think that maybe, you know, some good was accomplished by all this. So we'll leave it there, I guess.
0: All right. Well, let's get into <laughs> our first sketch. Then. Uh, oh God. We are all we have. You see, we only see each other every day. Things get repeated. Our brains get confused. We don't have a deck. We don't have outdoor lights. Jeannie and Don's brains have gotten confused from the isolation of this noon normal. Steve, how'd you feel about it?
2: <laughs> it's, uh, it's a true-to-life sketch, and I don't care what your name is, you get thoroughly embarrassed when you realize that you've had this gap in general knowledge, and you could have an IQ of a thousand and it'll still happen to you. So this is great. The internalized embarrassment and anger is turned outwards in this sketch, uh, from, uh, from our, uh, I guess, isolated couple that have been in a bubble too long. So I think this was a really great premise to go with.
0: Yeah, this was a fun sketch, you know nothing nothing heavy to it, nothing uh no real like intellectual like comedy value to it. It was just a simple fun sketch and I love that about it. um I love the character that Keenan plays in these sketches um because it, it's sort of a theme like we've had a lot of sketches that are similar to this so mo- like most notably and recently, I believe like the Weezer sketch where you have like right. a crazy person and then like a couple other couples. Uh, And in that sketch as well, Keenan was kind of like the person of like, oh, please don't, don't bring this up. Um, And it's so fun. And he does it so well. Um, He's the don't go there guy. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Kate sold this one uh, really well. You know, she's good at, you know, being crazy and, you know, she likes to be physical. So like getting to kick the wings, I imagine was very fun for her. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So this one, not, nothing to really critique. It was just fun. It was a good time, and I liked
1: it. Oh, I got critiques. Um, <laughs> I think it was a a really fun idea, very relatable. You know, like it, we can all instantly put ourselves into a situation where we put our foot in our mouth, and you're just kind of sitting there stewing on it. Everyone else has moved on. It's not a big deal, but to us, you know, we just can't uh-huh. quite let it go. It's just, you know, us the the internal embarrassment that can just stew you know, eventually yeah. is going to bubble over. Uh, so that's great. You know, that's a fantastic place to, to start exploring. My criticism of this is I feel it escalated way too soon. You know, I feel they basically got to the point where they're throwing glasses and kicking chicken wings before they really went down that road as far as I wanted them to. And then once they did that, I don't feel they had anywhere to go. They just basically had to sort of like a culpa and everyone had to reassure them. And then, you know, there, there really wasn't much else to it. So um, I feel like maybe just structurally, I I think this was maybe paced a little odd or maybe there was there was a second beat to that joke before maybe they got to the point where they're really wigging out and it's all coming to a head. Like if Will Ferrell was doing the sketch, I feel like he could have stewed in his juices for another minute and milk some screen time and like, Mm -hmm. you know, really like they could have just got close on him and you just see the you kind of just see it bubbling over uh, and so like, I think there was some
2: ways to draw out this comedy a bit more than what they did. Yeah. If stewing is what you're after, maybe Heidi would have been a great choice as mm. the, uh, the, the wife, as opposed to Kate. Possibly. What When it comes to stewing, uh, I think Heidi is the crock pot of the cast. Sure. She's, <laughs> uh, you're,
1: you're not going to sell Catherine on cutting Kate from a sketch so uh, i can i can tell that you're, you're 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 speaking some controversial ideas right now steve but sure uh, i'm always but, game to see heidi in a role that uh allows her to kind of dig deep and just sort of simmer and uh you know let the let the performance kind of come out of her face a bit more rather than right. in the dialogue
0: so interestingly you could easily sell me on replacing kate mckinnon in this okay. sketch um, really okay and in, in a in a weird Ooh. turn of events this was one where i think she did a great job like like i said she sold it she honest she she simultaneously made the sketch for me but i'm also willing to see someone else in it because she also did that thing where she was just breaking just a little bit mm. the whole time um
1: yeah see i had some thoughts he- on that in one of our earlier casts Uh, Uh, where, where I was saying, you know, she's so late in her tenure that maybe she doesn't feel like she really has to work as hard in these sketches. And yeah, so maybe, maybe you're picking up on a bit of that.
0: Yeah. So I think I, I was, I was still on the it's endearing and she's perfect train. (laughs) And now it's getting to the point where it's still endearing and she's still perfect. But, um, (laughs) also, I, I sort of did start to think, you know, it's time and I feel comfortable with saying, Someone, someone else can be in this role. That's uh, that's, that's real progress. I, I,
2: that's real progress. This is a breakthrough
0: that I just said that. <laughs> no, Your it's okay.
2: turn red. You've
1: got the talking. Pill. It it's really- a safe space. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, that's 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 very interesting. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. As I was watching the sketch last night, I thought, I bet Catherine's just eaten this up. You know, I, I wasn't quite as in love with them, you know, going nuts there. Um, but Mm -hmm. I just assumed, you know, this is a, an over the top Kate performance. I just, I thought it would be your cup of tea and it's just interesting that, yeah, you can see that there is life beyond Kate McKinnon in some of these roles. So that's, that's interesting. It's a real breakthrough. I feel like this whole cast was worthwhile because there's been a lot of personal (laughs) growth tonight.
0: Yep. All right. Well, this is why I I don't have to go to therapy. (laughs) Yep. <laughs> <laughs> this is my third therapy session of the week okay so moving on president trump said that a therapeutic drug from
1: regeneron which is derived from stem cells is a cure for covid which seems unlikely unfounded irresponsible and i can't wait to buy a thousand shares of regeneron baby juice stock
0: let's get into our overall thought we'll start with moment of the night john how about you go first you know what? I,
1: I'm going to give it to one of Che's jokes. Uh, I think it's going to be it's either Che impregnating uh, the daughters of important white people or it's Che not reveling in Trump potentially dying. President Trump claimed to have survived the coronavirus. Yay!
0: <laughs> I'm not going to say I'm disappointed, but it kind of feels like when there's a car crash and the only survivor is the drunk driver.
1: <laughs> uh it's one of those two. Uh but just to you know the, the overall idea here is that I think Che had some really solid zingers in their opening salvo, so my moment is when Che got his moment to really, you know, land a couple serious blows there. Uh yeah, that'll take it for me.
0: Mm. All right. I'm gonna give it to Kate. Kate. <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> Obviously not. <laughs> <laughs> that turn in there, oh, man, I loved it. And like like we touched on, they sold it so well, I genuinely wasn't sure if it was scripted. Mm-hmm. Just so funny.
2: I'm going to give it to the uh, the serial fight.
0: Are you going to take a swing at me? It's today today, huh? Today today, you take a swing at your old man? Is that what it is? Come on, you a
1: man now? I didn't think so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God.
2: laughs> this was... Uh, this was a really fun moment. I enjoyed it and thought, you know, this was probably the most raw thing we saw on the show. This was (laughs) only funny in the context that it was presented in. Like if you saw this in your supermarket, you'd probably call the police. Uh,
0: (laughs) Well, I I think I'm probably know where this is going to go then. Steve, Mm. what do you think the best sketch was?
2: Best sketch? I mean, I had my problems with it. But uh, Sam Adams, I think, would be probably the sketch of the night, even if uh, Dunkin' Donuts might have taken some of the originality out of it. But, you know, it's not like SNL invented making fun of people from Boston. So,
0: <laughs> John, what was your best sketch?
2: Uh, maybe predictable, but I'm going to go with
1: Jost and Che's opening salvo. I just I thought they performed the heck out of that material. It was biting, and uh, it was just such a marked improvement over what they did last week that I really gotta applaud, you know, them catching their stride this early in the season. And I just hope we get a lot more of it. Yeah,
0: I'm gonna give it to Doctor. We notice. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I know that you're not shocked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, that that was not to totally give away the ranking but i mean this is the, that's what saved the episode for me um everything else to me was middle of the road hmm. um and that delighted me so yeah uh steve who's your mvp
2: oh mvp uh i think bill burr uh with his great monologue and his uh his performances in sam adams and the blitz Uh, I think he showed a lot of comedic range that I, I knew he had it because I'm a big Bill Burr fan and I, you know, I didn't really have to rack my brain to think about how Bill Burr would work in SNL because I really did see a lot of potential there. And, you know, due to my complete lack of surprise, he, he, uh, he pulled it off and did a really great job.
0: Good. Bill was definitely a far more present host than Chris Rock ended up being. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know what what the reasoning was, you know, if maybe, you know, I think we had more live sketches, so that might have something to do with it. Uh, but he was definitely in there a lot. So I think that's that's a very fair call to give it to him. And he did good with what he had. Uh, you're going to be shocked, but I'm going to give it to Kate. Um <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Because like I said, uh, Dr. We Notice killed me. And even in that sketch, the new normal sketch, where I said I would be fine with you replacing her, she at the same time was the highlight of it for me. So, um, I need to go back to therapy to figure out what's going on with that. But, um, yeah. So I think, you know, she, she was there and she, she was really selling the material that she had. Um, and yeah, I just having fun with Kate tonight. So John,
1: my Rudolph,
0: Oh, her, uh,
1: her Kamala Harris is super dialed in. Now it's the most potent impression we have on the show right now. um, Honestly, I think she's upstaging Carrie as Biden. You know, he's a big presence, but yeah. uh, I'm not left thinking at all about what he brought to the screen compared to what I was, you know, picking up from what Maya was doing.
0: Yeah. Kamala is definitely outshining uh, mm-hmm. Biden yeah, so. in, the, in yeah. the SNL universe for sure. So let's write the whole show on a scale of classic, great, decent, weak or train wreck. How would you rate this episode? This was a
1: big step forward from the premiere. It had a lot of middling material, but I think it gained some steam in the back half. I think weekend update really kind of put some wind in the sails. And, uh, I definitely like the material in the back half. I like the musical guest. We had a way more bonkers cold open than last week. So even if it wasn't even, or, you know, structurally sound, it certainly was more interesting to watch, you know, the places that they Mm -hmm. went with the fly and all that. So, uh, And I thought the monologue was more inspired than last week. So this had a lot more working for it than last week. If it wasn't just for some very middle of the road live sketch fair, I think we may have been flirting with a great episode. But as it stands, it was just uneven enough for me to think, yeah, no, this this settles out in the decent range.
0: Yeah, I thought this one was it was definitely way better than the premiere, Mm -hmm. but still just by definition of how I ranked every sketch a decent episode yeah there was nothing to get it above that for me
2: yeah so from previous we uh the previous week's episode john's gone from a week to a decent and i was giving it a decent last week but i think i jumped the same distance as john did john was leaning on the fence with his uh with his week rating i've kind of uh switch to leaning on the other fence on the better side of decent. Now I'm getting closer to giving these episodes a great. So I am progressing even though my rating is remaining at a decent. It's a it's a decent plus as opposed to a decent minus. So right. yeah.
0: Yeah, no I I agree like it and it had some things that definitely bring it higher up in that decent category. Like um you know, regardless of my feelings on it, it had a strong monologue Mm -hmm. it had a very strong weekend update with at least one very good feature um yeah everything else was so middle of the road for me that i can't give it above decent
1: yeah that's that's exactly right it it definitely reached greater heights than last week but we still don't have like a really even solid episode that you can just say is an unequivocal unequivocal win so yeah i think we're all saying the same
0: thing Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's progress there we go well that's a wrap Thanks to Steve Finn and John Murray. And thanks as well to our most generous patrons, Sam Bowers, Neil Weinstein, Justin Gardner, Carissa Eubank, and Brian Clark. If you're enjoying our show, please subscribe on YouTube or wherever better podcasts can be found. Your subscription helps us grow, and your support is greatly appreciated. We'll be back in one week when SNL returns with first-time host Issa Rae and musical guest Justin Bieber. But until then, this has been episode number 117 of the Saturday Night Live After Party Podcast. I'm Catherine Coleman. That's my story. And I'm sticking to it.